This is the Blattcast, a sometimes fast-paced but usually meandering look at the world, hosted by Christian Blatt. Kick back, get ready for quite possibly the longest one hour to perhaps the shortest two hours and 56 minutes of your life. And now, here's Christian Blatt. Joining me now are Terry Liu, who uh, I spoke with a few years ago, and I'll talk to him about that, and Brett Carlisle. Uh, they've got a project together. Uh, Terry, I'm going to start with you. Uh, you and I did an interview uh, in a studio in North Hollywood about five and a half years ago. You were talking about your Gypsy Dreams album, which I, I really enjoyed. And uh, at that time... Uh, you were also the lead singer of Great White, and uh, there have been a couple of changes there. And uh, interestingly, the current lead singer of Great White is our other guest, uh, Brett Carlisle. So uh, obviously, seems like that's not a big issue if uh, if you guys are going to go there. And uh, Brett, I, I know that you got that job because Andrew Freeman was the singer of Great White, but he's also the singer for Last in Line. So uh, that wasn't apparently that wasn't going to work. Sometimes people are able to do a couple of bands. But uh, so how did you uh, get into that job? And then uh, I'm going to ask uh, if you were were you already working with Terry when you got offered this job of working with Great White? Yeah, we um, me and Terry had done a few shows together and it's awesome. Um, and as far as Great White. My band, AON, was playing at Turning Stone Casino the same night they were. And when they got done with their show in the big room, Audie and Scott came down and saw the end of our show. And they liked what they heard. And they're friends with our manager. And so whenever Andrew had that conflict, they yeah. said, hey, what about that? What about the kid? <laughs> so they called Eric. Um, they sent me some tracks, uh, sang on them, sent them back, and had to had to learn the set in like a week for the Vegas show. You know, I think you hear a lot of times people say, oh, I was just in the right place at the right time. But that sounds like literally one of those instances. You happen to be opening for the band. Right. And they're like, oh, yeah, the guy we've got. Uh, and uh, yeah, look, I mean, those are uh, those are great songs and uh, not everybody can sing them. Terry, did I see that at some point earlier this year you did some shows with Jack Russell? Did I see that correctly or am I making that up? No, you're not. Actually, Jack's a okay. friend of mine. And, yeah. And um we did some some uh, we we recorded a song together and um a cover of a uh, tom petty song which i really like actually uh, a really good song and a great version and jack did a great job i did a great job and in fact we have more shows coming up so uh right oh, yeah well, i'm friends with everybody uh, uh brett uh is my little brother uh <laughs> jack is my other brother yeah. so I, I believe that um we all have to be friends. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm, I'm happy for the kid. And again, I call him the kid because he's young, not because uh, it's a demeaning way of talking about him sure. at all. Uh, <laughs> he's a kid to me, you know. Uh, he's, and um, and it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing. I think we should all do that, our musicians, and not fear of being um, 
overshadowed by, by, by somebody else. You know, I, I never felt that way, that way, and I will never feel this way. You know, so I'm 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 happy for the kid. Yeah, he's my friend. No, no. He's my and, friend. and it's I'm, interesting because uh, I'm happy. Yeah. That, I'm very happy to get the gig. Better him than yeah. anybody else. Right. And uh, Brett, I haven't seen uh, you with Gray White, but I've, I've seen Terry and I've also seen Jack within the last few years. Everybody's great. Those are great songs. I enjoy them. It's interesting when people are like, I'm going to take it out of your band because I, I don't want to, you know, the, the Brett, the, Brett, you're being in great way right now. A good example would be Skid Row. Skid Row's out there. They have also had a couple of singers the last few years. The current singer's great, but also Sebastian Bacco's out there. I'm somebody that like, oh, I, I like Skid Row songs. I also like Sebastian. But I'm going to go ahead and see both of those. You know, I'll go and see both. Yeah, they're not going to be playing on the same night. Although I think I did hear that they did play in the same night once in Vegas. But other than that, <laughs> it usually doesn't happen. And it's like, yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to see those songs. If I see them a couple times in a year, it's going to be okay. And uh, I don't know. I think some people get really dug in, though. you know, like I don't want to see this band without this member or whatever and i don't know i think it's about just going out and, and seeing and having a good time and i don't know hearing great music you know also when i saw sebastian bach he was doing the the slave to the grind grind album in its entirety so that was a good hook it was very That's smart awesome. on his part you know so i don't know i think that uh i think there's plenty of room for uh for everybody and it's also you know when it comes down to like oh i really like you know, I, I like 90s hard rock and then, oh, I didn't like grunge when it started. I don't know. I kind of liked all of it in the 90s, you know, and going into the 2000s. Uh, yeah. Rap rock is where they lost me. You know, Limp Bizkit, Kid Rock, that was never my yeah. thing. But actual rock, I was just like, I don't care what kind it is. I enjoy it all. But uh, we got to draw the line somewhere. <laughs> um, so let's talk about this project. So, Brett, you have your band uh, AON mm -hmm. and Terry and also the great George Lynch is involved in this. What is this called? Is there a name for this band or is it, is it George Lynch with Terry Alou and AON or is there, you know, I, I, so I'm not even sure how to introduce it, you know, and we're going to hear a great song. Our audio audience is going to hear a great song after this conversation, but what do we call it? That's the, that's the starting for it. Brett, what do we call it? <laughs> <laughs> we call it a, a big rock and roll party with some great people and, yeah. and the fans are happy and, and George is amazing. Brett's amazing. The band is amazing. Uh, we call it um, rock and roll. Big song. Getting family cool together. That's what it's called. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that uh, it might be hard to squeeze that onto a marquee if you guys are doing live shows. But we'll get to that. <laughs> so how how does it first come about? Uh, what, what's the, what's the first, and I, I assume Terry, you must've known George forever, you know, I mean, because yeah. uh, you know, he's been around for so long and, and by the way, on the new song, still sounding like peak George Lynch, you know, you don't feel like, Oh, he's, he's slowed down a little bit, you know, it's a, uh, you, you know, it, you never want that moment where you go like, Oh, it's Eric Clapton unplugged, not uh, Eric Clapton plugged in. I don't know. Does George know how to do unplugged? Cause I've never heard it. <laughs> no, I George is a very versatile guitarist. Yeah, of course. And I think he pretty much can do everything. Of course, he likes to crank it up. But I think George is a very talented guitarist who can pretty much do anything. Now, the way we started the project is I, this song was actually written for me. And uh, when uh, my bass player, Pat, decided to he talked me into going into a different direction for the, for the new uh, EP we're going to release in a few weeks. 
Um, I said, okay. So the song was in my hard drive. I wrote the song. I didn't know what to do with it. And um, I talked to Pat, who wrote the lyrics. I said, what do we do with it? it was nothing. I said, well, what about um, if, I, if I play with AON and George? And he said, oh, that's a good idea. So I, uh, I talked to Brett and, um, and Jacobs and all the kids. And I said, would you like to do a song? And they said, let me play you the song. And, and uh, I played it first, uh, uh, um, Brett's manager, who was a buddy of mine as well. He said, yeah, it's a great idea. So um, Jacob played on it, um, Skyler, and of course Ian as well, and, and thing as well. And we asked George to do the guitars. And the story, that's it, you know, it's just uh, all of us getting together. And then there's actually more songs coming up. Uh, George and I and AON have decided to um, to unite for more songs and more shows. So um, I think it's exciting. I mean, you know, all of us together, it's great. Yeah, and uh, the the song we're talking about is Dead or Alive. Uh, the best, the easiest way to find it is just go uh, out there on YouTube. But of course, anywhere you listen to music. But uh, and uh, I think it's on your YouTube page, Terry. It might be other places, but that's where I think I found it. So yeah. uh, you know. <laughs> Right. But uh, so talk about Brett, you know, just sort of getting this opportunity to actually, you know, work with Terry and, and George Lynch. It's cool. Um, we recorded the song in Denver and that was my first time in Denver. Always wanted to go. So I was super excited. You liked it, huh? Yes, I love it. Did up you uh, did you have to do any uh, adjusting to the altitude? The first time I went to Denver, yes. the middle of the day, I, I had driven cross country with my dad moving from New York to L.A. And we're walking around Denver and I was just like, Dad, I need to go back to the hotel. I have to sleep. I was exhausted. It wasn't from the driving, just walking around. And I've, I've been back to Denver since then. And, and I, I think I was better prepared for it. But man, that first time it really hits you, doesn't it? Yeah, it's especially trying to sing with it. <laughs> oh, and then we did a show, Terry. We did that show in Utah after we left Denver right. that time, and the altitude over there—it's yeah, to you, it's, right? It's hard to get the notes, right? When, whenever, whenever you're singing like that, and you're not, you're not there for a couple of days to get adjusted to it. It feels like you're just like trying to hold on to sand or something like it's just your but it's not there there's just no sustenance to your breath um it's it's a little frustrating at first but yeah so we we went and, out there and brett you're a young kid i'm an old man so <laughs> does uh I can't is that imagine. something you is that something you found out, Terry, you know, in, in your career that, uh, oh, I'm going to be going to, you know, such and such a city, whether it's in the U.S. or anywhere in the world? Uh, like I remember it was more than a decade ago, my wife went and saw uh, Meatloaf. He was doing a residency where he told stories and sang in Vegas. But he talked about, you know, he had some vocal problems, you, you know, at th that point in his life. But he said Vegas in particular was really hard on him because the, the air was so dry. Do you find that in Vegas or anywhere else that it's like, oh, it's much harder to sing here? Yeah. Than Two cities for me are difficult. Uh, Vegas, uh, it's very yeah. difficult. It gets really dry on your vocals. So you drink a lot of water. And Denver, because of the altitude, um, it, it gets to be very difficult. In fact, I remember doing a show with Great White where we actually played a place called Black Hawk, which is actually 
higher than Denver. It's in Denver. It's in Colorado, but it's higher. Right. I think that there's like, I think Breckenridge is somewhere that's like, it's yeah. like, instead of being a mile high, it's like two miles high. Yeah. So we yeah. Okay. Show, I remember doing a show there with Great White. And uh, I remember well that uh, Adi, our drummer at the time, in, uh, well, he's still the drummer for Great White, but uh, it needed oxygen in between songs because uh, the altitude wow. was so high. It was like, you know, you know, it was very difficult for him, you know. Um, uh, yeah, Denver is, is, uh, is difficult. However, Denver is such a great city that it's fine. Right, Brett? It's so pretty. Yeah. It's so pretty <laughs> up there. I love it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, there's, uh, there's, there's good venues there. I think I saw a band in a place. Maybe it was called the Bluebird or something. And uh, I've, uh, I've been to a baseball game there. It's a beautiful ballpark. I'm glad I don't have to try and pitch in it uh, because, again, you deal with the altitude. Everything, everything travels twice as far. Running. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then, then imagine having to run. You know, like right. you're not going to leg out a triple in uh, Coors Field is what it's called there. You know? so, imagine, yeah. imagine you have sex over there. What was that, Terry? Imagine trying to have sex over there. No, I, I, I would, I would just say no. We're gonna, we're gonna wait till we get to Vegas. Uh, you get, to, you get winded really fast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're here. We got here. We've arrived. Now give me a two point five business days to get used to this. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, well, and you know, I mean, I, I, I was recently uh, hearing, you know, Brian Johnson talking about how, you know, the the sort of the last touring that he did with ACDC, and I know that uh, it's the same thing. Aerosmith, Steven Tyler still sounds great, but they need like three days between shows. And when you're when you're ACDC, when you're Aerosmith, you want to take five days between shows. You can you can foot the bill, but uh, a lot of bands, you know, maybe can give you a day off you know, once a week or something. So, uh, but, uh, but, uh, so, uh, so Terry, uh, you always, uh, if, if you're doing like any kind of extensive touring, you always have a big circle around, uh, Denver. Do you, do you try and go there a little early Denver or Vegas or Denver, Denver, I tried to go there a, a day earlier, but yeah. sometimes you don't have that luxury. So you have to do what you have to do. Uh, sure. But the one thing I can say, the more you sing, the stronger your vocals uh, get. So, oh, okay. Um, like I remember with Great White, we were on tour. We did uh, 15 shows and we did 13 dates, 13 shows in a row. Um, mm-hmm. That was like just before I, I quit the band. So that was, it was pretty harsh actually. No, 16 shows, 16 dates. We did 13 shows in a row. So we had three dates off. And it was right, really right. hard, you know, you know, but the thing is the, the, the more you sing, the stronger it gets, but also you have to watch out for, for alcohol. You have to watch out for parties and and when you get older it's much more difficult your vocals you know it's it's, it's hard on your voice but when you when you when you're 15 like brett yeah it's okay you know <laughs> yeah 15 and, a, 15 and a half <laughs> yeah. and a half it's important uh let's try, i try to make sure that i'm i'm hydrated because if i'm not hydrated i can tell as soon as i start trying to sing this you just do, isn't do you warm up a lot before shows Ben? yes i do you do right. You do scales and everything. Mm-hmm. I do scales. The main thing I do <clears throat> are slides, going from the bottom to the top without like flipping, cracking, or anything. Right. Um, if and usually there's a couple spots between like my chest and my head voice where you can hear just a little bit of like, uh, and then try to smooth it out. Uh, so after I go over those spots a couple of times and they're kind of smooth, then I'm like, all right, I'm good. 
Well, it's interesting. And do you find that you do uh, something similar to that, Terry? Uh, actually, I, I only warm up when I'm around him, to be honest with you. <laughs> Other than it's that, always... I, I am known to never warm up. I just just go ahead and, and, and do it right away. I'm like, I mean, I think it depends on obviously the singer. I mean, I was uh, fascinated to find out that Ronnie James Dio never warmed up, That's and right. he would he'd come out on stage and like the first note would be like "Holy guys!" and you're like, "How are you starting there? You know, you got to well, play for another hour and a half." And it was just that. like he just didn't. And and it's I don't know. That's impressive, but. Uh, I think uh, I think it's also good when you're when you're thinking long term, Brett. You're you're saving yourself for you know yeah. some mileage down the yeah. road, you know. Yeah, yeah. and also uh, as, again, the more you sing, the better you get at it. And uh, you know, I know that Brett is not a party animal. He doesn't party, drink too much, or whatever. So it helps. And and if you party a lot, if you drink a lot, uh, alcohol and drugs and everything, your voice ain't gonna last too long. I don't care what. Right. You're no, but yeah, I, I, I th- so unless you're a miracle, like Steven Tyler is a, is a complete miracle. Steven Tyler yeah. is amazingly still. Yeah. He's one of he's amazing. I mean, he's yeah. I think I think he his damage was over you know such a short part of time that he did, right. and you know obviously he's had issues in time since. But you know they they first got clean. It was like you know thirty five years ago now. So I think that that's good. The interesting is you know the guy who was the most infamous for the amount of drinking that he would do was Alice Cooper, except he had that voice when he was in his early twenties that was all gravelly. So it's like it kind of he you can't you can only make it sound better, you know? It's almost like mm-hmm. it's almost like Johnny Cash. It was like, oh, but that like old withered, weathered Johnny Cash sounded great in its own way. You know, sometimes sometimes it's like it's like a fine wine or in Johnny Ca- Cash's case, a bottle of whiskey. You know, it's like, oh it sounds even better. <laughs> but mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of uh, doing this song, and uh, like I said, there's a video for Dead or Alive. Um, and you have you said you said I'm sorry, you said you already did shows and you have some planned. Uh, tell me uh, tell me how those have gone and uh, when maybe some more are coming up. Wait, want to tell them? Uh, yeah, they've all been really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm thinking of where to start. They've all been really really good. Uh, the last the last run of shows we did. We had one in Birmingham, which is where we're from. And then we went down to Destin, Florida. Both shows were packed. The energy was awesome. We've done it in uh, Pennsylvania. It's it's always it's always good because we're just having fun up there. We're all friends and Terry's singing something and I'm bouncing around the stage like a goofball and then I sing <laughs> something and he's over there rocking out, you know, it's it's cool. It's, it's, you know, it's a rock and roll circus in, in a way. Yeah, it really is. Not in a bad way. It's a rock and roll circus, meaning everybody's on stage having fun, uh, all of us. And, uh, uh, of course, Paul from XYZ is with me on, on stage as well. And uh, we're all having fun. And then at the, at the, the, for, the, uh, for the finale, um, uh, Brett get, gets on stage and does a few songs with uh, – George and I get on stage and I do a few songs with George and then we all do songs Brett and I together on stage uh, singing together and um, it's a lot of fun because there's no there's no animosity there's no it's only camaraderie it's, it's just a lot of fun you know George is happy the band is happy uh, and the fans are happy which is really important because when you do a show you want to make people smile you want to make sure that you take them away from their problems for like an hour and a half mm-hmm. that's what it's all about for an hour and a half 
you're going to come to a show, actually longer, because our show lasts three hours uh, between um, AON, myself, uh, and, and George. For three hours, they're going to have a good time. They're going to say, man, I, I forgot about my problems. It was a great show. That's what music is all about. That's what entertainment is all about, is giving, giving something to, to the public, something fun to the public. Yeah. And I mean, I think, look, we had uh, such a long stretch where, you know, depending on where you lived, there was uh, some some of us, there was a very long time where we weren't able to go to concerts, you know, and uh, I went to a couple in 2021. But then, you know, this year, there were really a lot more. I live in Los Angeles. So there were a lot more shows. And and, you know, uh, with that uh, comes some price tags. But, uh, you know, I, I the fact that uh, in 2022, I was able to go see Joan Jett, Poison, Motley Crue and Def Leppard. I was just like, yes, I spent a lot of money for that. But you know what? I got a lot of enjoyment out of it. Uh, the, the price of the T-shirt, that was preposterous. But still, I had a good time for the concert. The T-shirts. T-shirts, uh, T-shirts have gone up to like $50 unless you see Kiss and then they're 75 Yeah. But, <laughs> no, to be fair, I'm I, I I was making a joke, but for Kiss, the um the like the half sleeves, those are seventy five. Uh, um, so I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah, so yeah, I know. But yet, if you buy the tank top with no sleeves, it's not twenty dollars cheaper, you know. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, and uh, you know, I mean, just for for a long time, you know, the the t shirt inflation, you know, it went from like twenty to thirty and kind of hovered around there, and. Uh, you know, now you well, really you know, know this. You have to know it. the price of, of, of a T-shirt nowadays went up as well. To to make yeah. a T-shirt, if you do a small batch, a good T-shirt costs about $9, not $9, $10, a good batch. Yeah. Now you can get it cheaper using cheap material that you buy a T-shirt and a week later it's crap and mm-hmm. the logo goes away and everything. So a, a T-shirt is, I'm talking small batch. I'm not talking about thousands of them like what yeah. they the price is about eight nine dollars for a t-shirt so you think about you have to carry the shirt you have to mail the shirt you have to do all that stuff right right and you, you have to pay the people to sell them that they're the, at, the, at the show yeah what were you gonna right say? and depending on what venue and where you're playing sometimes they'll take a cut right off the top there 30 percent yeah Ooh. we need 30 wow. percent yeah. if it's already almost ten dollars to make and then they're taking 30 percent off of it then you gotta mm. you gotta up the prices to even make anything. Well, it, I guess you know the yes the the venues also were closed for a while and they need to make up for lost time. But uh, I I don't know that an eighteen dollar can of beer is really the solution. But uh, I do understand it, you know. Right. And uh, but yeah, look, it's uh, it's fun. I I saw it was uh, it was just like two weeks ago. I went and saw Wasp and Armored Saint. I'd never seen either mm-hmm. of them. And, uh, you know, I, I just to see Blackie Lawless at this point <laughs> in his life, you know, still out there. It was great. It was a great show. And so, you know, that was a let's just say it was a lot more affordable than going to see Def Leppard Motley Crue. But, but what about, uh, did you see the price for the tickets, some of the tickets for uh, Taylor Swift? Did you see the price? <laughs> I, I saw the price as I tried to help my wife get tickets. I was, I, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm fairly good at figuring out how to get tickets when they go on sale or at least getting a shot. I have never seen anything like that. And also the fact that uh, even if I had gotten in, the price of the tickets would have been, and, you know, look, I live in LA and tickets always cost a little bit more here, you know, every once in a while it's like, Oh, but what if we, you know, what if you go to like, you know, Palm Springs or San Diego, you see the difference sometimes, but 
Yeah. I, I mean, look, if, and I know Taylor Swift and, and Bruce Springsteen, they'll have tickets that go for $4,000 because I guess they saw in the, the, the StubHub market, more somebody than was getting $4,000. So it's like, well, why don't I get $4,000? But if you don't then have tickets, maybe towards the back that are, I don't know, 150, 200, you know, I splurged and I spent $400 to see Paul McCartney because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get to see him again. So <clears throat> I, I accepted that though. You know, I knew what I was paying, but uh, I don't know. It's uh, but uh, Terry is what you're saying that you charge less than $4,000 for shows. Yeah. But 3,500. Yeah. Oh yeah, but that's a steal. <laughs> but you throw you throw in the T-shirt, so it makes it a yeah. Only the sleeveless one. Only the yeah. It's only the sleeveless one. Yeah. Uh, so all right, so you have the song out, and we talked about it. And again, our podcast audience will hear it. Um, it's uh, oh, and look at this uh, comment from Dominica Saxon. Uh, I've heard horror stories about rival band members. It's cool. You're all friends. Uh, so that was a that was a nice thing yeah, to see. We, we should be friends. The thing is, um, if you're afraid of another artist, that means you're very insecure with yourself. And Brett is not insecure. I'm not insecure. I have no issues with that, with uh, with all the the singers uh, of, of the past great white singers. I know I, I love them all. The great people. I, I know them all. I, I, I you know, and um, I respect them all. And I respect everyone in the music business. I don't have this animosity or this feeling where I have to be better or superior than anybody else because first of all there's no such thing as the best singer in the world that doesn't exist and second of all we're all different we all do different things Brett, different than myself so why be scared why be why fear the other singer i, I don't feel him he doesn't fear me because i'm not going to give him that kind of attitude and he will not as well you know there, there's a couple singers who come to mind that uh could probably like who, hear like that advice yeah <laughs> there's name. we want name we want names i mean uh you know it, 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 what do i care he's not coming on my show uh you know if you if you could get david lee roth on the phone and just say what you just said to him you know it's like you know what why don't why don't you go back out on tour with sammy you know just uh, imagine that you know that would so, be a good tour. i know i it's like uh it, it's like I, I to hear all those songs you know the idea of both of them and you know, Sammy's another one, though. We were just talking about Steven Tyler before. I think he's 75. I might be, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, age him up too much, but I'm pretty sure I heard he just turned 75. 75. And yeah. it's crazy, uh, the guys that can still do that. So he's a great singer. Uh, he's a great so, entertainer. Yeah. And he's a great businessman. You know, I've been, I've been to Cabo Wabo and uh, I've had some tequila Dang. and, uh, you know, so it's, it's a great deal. Um, all right. So, but, uh, back to, uh, what's next. Uh, so you said there's, you guys have more songs, Terry, George, AON all together. Uh, and are, right. are they going to come out on an album? Or are you just going to do song by song? And if the album comes out, is it going to say, Terry Lou plus George Lynch plus AON <laughs> or, you know, that goes back to my earlier question. I, I, I need to know where to file the CD on my shelf. <laughs> as far as the new songs, um, I talked to uh, George last time, last week. Um, we are definitely going to do new songs together. That's, that's a must, but uh, the kids will be involved uh, as, as far as writing as well. And probably uh, for, for sure, the writing and the playing as well. There's no doubt about it. It's um, it's gonna be some kind of band effort with uh, you know, all together. And uh, are we gonna call it probably the same way? Uh, George Lynch and Terry Lewis featuring AON, and uh, and I really I want to emphasize on the featuring AON because the kids actually play on the album, play on the tracks. So what you heard is you heard Jacobs, 
well. You heard Brett sing as well. You heard Ian play drums and uh, yeah, bass. I'm sorry, and Skylar play drums. So it's uh, it's it's type of a band, you know, and and it's a, it's an effort. All of us. Uh, I would be writing songs with George, of course. I'll be writing songs on my own as well. But ultimately, I'll be writing songs with AON as well, right, Brett? Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. So, and uh, so, and uh, you know, look, it can obviously it can be a little tricky to make things work with uh, multiple bands, but uh, obviously, you know, Brett, you've got Great White; they've got a certain amount of uh, work that they do, and uh, you know, and I'm sure that everybody's able. And and I don't know, I don't even, I wouldn't even know where to begin to say what George is doing, because every once in a while you hear like, oh yeah, he's doing Lynch Mob again. Oh, he's got this other thing, and you know, there's, you know, there's always so much that, uh, as as long as everybody can make it work, uh, that'll be great. And um, and I guess where where does everybody go to keep tabs on on each of you, Terry? Is it just your name? Is your website? How do people find you? Website terrylouis.com. Of course, uh, Facebook. I'm old school, so I do. I know some people don't like Facebook, but I do Facebook a lot. I do Instagram a lot. Uh, TikTok, all that stuff, YouTube. So you just, you know, punch my name, Terry Ilus, you know, and then you'll find me somewhere. And I usually always uh, reply to the fans um, and friends as well. And I reply to them, even if it takes me a few days or weeks, I make sure that everybody gets a reply. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, people can find you on the internet as well. Uh, you know, you know, uh, you have your own website, right? Uh, AON does. I don't. But on Facebook, my name, Brett Carlisle. Instagram, Brett underscore Carlisle. <laughs> it's kind of the same same deal. Yeah. Well, Instagram, uh, TikTok. Are you on TikTok as well, right? Yes, I do have TikTok. Instagram, yeah. TikTok. TikTok. TikTok's where I draw the line. I'm 46, and I just feel like I don't belong on TikTok. Now, if I was in a band or I had something to promote, I probably would be. But I'm just like, I gotta, you know, there's got to be a, a line somewhere. Yeah. So, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. But uh, I follow Terry, and I have since that interview. Uh, so I, I usually know what you're up to. That's how I knew you play with Jack. But I also wanted to make sure I didn't misremember that. <laughs> but uh, you know, so I, uh, yeah, it's uh, always good to see what uh, what everybody's up to, and that's where they can find any live shows coming up. And uh, I'm sure it'd be great to uh, see this combination uh, when it's coming. Is there is there a, a date that's on the books that uh, we can let people know about, or is it all uh, coming down the pike in 2023? What's the next date? The 26th in Louisville. And so then the 26th the, of December. So the day after no, no, January. Okay. All right. And then That's... the 28th in Detroit. Oh, at, great. Or I don't know if it's actually it's in Detroit. Outside. It's at Emerald theater. Yeah. Just at the Emerald theater. It's just, uh, it's a little bit outside of Detroit, yeah. uh, but it's, um, it's, it's both shows are actually uh, looking really good as far as ticket sales. So that means that uh, anybody in those areas should uh, should buy their tickets now. Don't just show up at the door, you know, because we'll uh, you. you never know. Always buy ahead. And uh, just be ready to, uh, you know, be ready for the venue to look for 30% on the T-shirt, you know. And, no, and, and, we are, uh, you know, there some some venues are better than others. Some, some venues sure. start to break. They some of them leave long. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. good. It's, the, it's usually the, the bigger ones, you know. 
Live Nation. Yeah. If you're dealing with that Live Nation, it's much more difficult because it's uh, it's a big corporation and it's the the price is set and that's it. If you're dealing with a smaller a smaller club owner, you know he's happy to see you. He's happy yeah. to show a sellout. It's usually easier and and the fans are happy because they can get to to see you in a smaller environment and uh, everybody's happy, you know. A friend of the show, Cami Egan, just said, "Hey, come to Chicago uh, because Love she's Chicago. in the Chicagoland area." So, uh, did, you know. right? Did you play Chicago recently with 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 a uh, uh, AON? Mm -hmm. No, I've been a couple of times. Uh, one time was after St. Patrick's Day, and everything the the river was green. It's <laughs> really cool. I I love Chicago. Yeah, no, so, I mean, uh, you so know, it's the. Uh, yeah, but uh, if you're going, if you're going to play in Chicago, you know, you could always wait to the spring. It'd probably be all right. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little I've, bit better. <laughs> I've been there in February. I think yeah, it was they good. have they have good pizza in, in Chicago. Very good. Very yeah, good. yeah, the big pie, like they call it, the big pie. The big, yeah, big I know pie. it's. Uh, I'm I, I'm from New York, so to me, oh. Chicago pizza is it's a, no, it's a different thing. But I do enjoy it. It's just it's just like it's like a different animal, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. one has better pizza according to you, New York or Chicago? You can say it. Go ahead. Don't, don't be shy. Well, I'm going to say New York because I prefer the thin crust. However, I do I do like specifically the uh, the Lou Malnati's in uh, in Chicago was the place that uh, people sent me to. And I did think that it was pretty great. And, uh, you know, uh, but there's, there's other Chicago food that I like. You know, they have like the Italian beef sandwich. There's a lot of sausages, you know, and, uh, you know, there's – they have they have their their strong suits for sure. What about Philly? Uh, Cam yeah. Egan is uh, chiming in that uh, deep dish is delicious. I'm not yes. saying it's not delicious. It's just not my favorite. And just in case uh, anybody wanted to know, uh, it will also be three degrees this weekend in Chicago. So oh. uh, be ready. Oh, and then chiming in from uh, from Idaho, uh, Dominica Saxon says, if I wanted lasagna, I'd order lasagna. Uh, I guess it is a little closer to design. That's a great point. Uh, yeah, no, it's going to be incredibly cold uh, in the Midwest uh, this Christmas weekend. So uh, everybody, wear wear some extra T-shirts that bands charged thirty percent for. But you want with the ones the with the long sleeves. Right? You want the, but you want the long sleeves. No, you want the seventy-five dollar Kiss uh, baseball yeah, yeah. jersey with the sleeves. Now, sleeves. Who said something about the lasagnas? You said something. Somebody said that. Uh, yeah, so this is Dominicus Saxon. He lives in Idaho, and he said, yeah. if I wanted lasagna, I'd order lasagna. So he's saying that the Chicago style is too close to lasagna for his taste. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I got to tell uh, you about pizza, because I, I love pizza. I just uh, I was recently in uh, Naples, Italy, for I think four or five times this year, and they do, they do, I'm sorry to say that, but they do have the best pizza in the world. In Naples, Italy. That's where it's from, actually. Yeah. Um, and uh, I have to say, because I, I love food, but in sure. Naples, they have the best pizza in the world. Well, I will say so, that... Uh, people say, oh, no, it's not possible. Yes, no, it it's, is. It's, it's possible. <laughs> uh, in, in, in My wife and I went to Florence, and she had studied abroad there when she was in college. So we had to... There was like a day where we ate like three pizza places and like five gelato shops. And uh, it was all amazing. So yeah, I think that uh, it's a it's a league of their own. You know, it's almost like well, let's not compare our Italian food to Italy because of course it's better. You know, but what uh, has to do with the ingredients? It's not that yeah, they, for sure. 
lots to do with the ingredient, the olive oil, the, the dough, the water. Um, it's like the, the, the food in New York is excellent because of the water, because of the dough. So the pizza is really good over there. The pizza in Los Angeles is not that great. I mean, really, I mean, where do you go for pizza in L.A.? I mean, you live in uh, North- there's, You know what I'll, I'll tell you is uh, I found a place. Uh, it, it, I, I, used to, I used to work in Culver City, and in Culver City is a place called La Rocco's Pizza. And it is the most, it's the closest to tasting just like New York pizza. The crust is right. Uh, I live in Burbank. There's a place called Dino's that's pretty good here. But uh, I would say the the one that that if it was in New York, I'd actually go back to is is the Rocco's in Culver City. But for the most part, you're definitely right. And uh, I have a I have a seven year old son and a five year old daughter. I end up at a lot of children's birthday parties. So that means if I have pizza, it's usually probably Domino's or Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, yeah. Chucky Cheese sucks, man. Oh, Chuck E. Cheese. Even my even my daughter took a bite of Chuck E. Cheese and she said, "This is not good." No, <laughs> she's Brett, five. Brett, you been to Chuck E. Cheese? Uh, yeah, last year. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but <have> you, <laughs> you had his birthday there. Yeah, birthday party, right? Yeah. Um, the uh, the VIP for AON shows happens at, uh, at Chuck E. Cheese day. before the yes. before the gig. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not it's not great, but they have a lot of video games, and uh, you know, I, I I went to one for the first time since COVID, and you know, they took out that ball pit where like there were all the plastic balls yeah. where kids could like sink to the bottom. That seemed like the least hygienic <laughs> thing, and uh, I guess in post COVID they were like, you know what? We'll do our best to keep everybody clean, and the best way to do that is get the ball pit out of here. In, <laughs> but, uh, in fact, with AON, we were thinking about doing a. Uh, uh, with the kids, we're thinking about doing a tour, just Chuck E. Cheese all over America. So, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, Chuck E. Cheese had an, they had an animatronic band that would play like every 20 minutes. You know, yeah. they all like, there's like robots. And and so they don't have it anymore. So maybe they could actually put some live music in there. You know, that's, uh, <laughs> why don't you bring that to your manager, Brett? <laughs> yeah. As long as I get to dress up like Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Like maybe yeah. if you, uh maybe the mask isn't maybe the front of it I won't sound like this because oh, it won't yeah. be like around my head. It'll be open enough for me to actually sing through. That'd be yeah. sick. I'd do it. All right. Well, you know what? <laughs> More business ventures for the future. This is uh, something to look for in twenty twenty three. I think uh and, and you know what? I want my thirty percent because I'm part of this conversation. So <laughs> we'll we'll work it all out. Well, guys, it was wonderful talking to you, uh, Terry. Great to get a chance to chat with you again, and uh, I I really enjoy the song. Like I said, our our podcast audience is about to hear a good chunk of it. Uh, the song is called "Dead or Alive." You can find it. Just Google Terry. It's Elus, and I forgot that. I forgot that you say the S. So my apologies for my intro. Uh, <laughs> but I, I feel like I'm not the pers- first person to get your name wrong. I, if no, I, I guess. Uh, you know, it's a cherry. I lose everything. So, so. yeah. So uh, make sure everybody knows. And uh, Dominicus Saxon found this to be a fun interview. I agree. So uh, thanks so much, everybody. And uh, for make sure you keep tabs on them. And uh, I look forward to uh, chatting with you again and seeing the band play at the Burbank Chuck E. Cheese or possibly the one in Culver City. We'll see how it works out. Excited about that, right? Yes, I'm excited. You and Jacob are <laughs> play there, right? Me and Jacob? Yeah. Yes. 
while we're playing ski ball. Yeah, well, you you know, you you all dress like Chuck E. Cheese, and then he has a dog friend, a character named Jasper. So, uh, so Jacob can dress up like Jasper. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it, it, the 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 kids will love it. Anyway, right. thanks, thanks so much, guys. I really appreciate you being generous with your time. It was a fun chat, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Yeah, Thank you, and, same, uh, man. Again, Have for our day. podcast audience, let's listen to Dead or Alive right now. from the band Angelus. Dale, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, uh, of course, uh, Angelus has a great new song called uh, Band Plays On, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, I'm always interested in sort of uh, going a little further back to, uh, you know, first getting interested in music. Uh, An iteration of this band has been playing since the 70s, but for you, growing up, what was some of the music that was around you that was the most influential? And was there the one moment of like, I think I want to, I think I want to play music. I think oh, I want to yeah. do something. Uh, 1969 Anaheim Convention Center. Uh, I was 12 years old and I went to a grand fun concert at Anaheim Convention Center. Right. And I saw Mark Farner play and that, that was the rest was history. Yeah, and Grand Funk is one of those bands that I think uh, you know people who were around can remember. But I, I think that uh, a lot of us who come after don't realize just how big they were. Like I know for a fact that yeah. they like sh- sold out Shea Stadium faster than the Beatles did. You know. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you know, it's uh, and and you know, some version of them is still out there. I know Mark Farner's still out there doing stuff too, and. Uh, I can imagine that. Uh, so that was, that was the first concert you went to that, that must've been uh, pretty. Yeah. Amazing. There was a riot <clears throat> that, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> I just had some ice cream and I get all congested. Yeah. It was, um, it was uh, there was a riot on uh, the whole nine yards. It was in October, I believe. And uh, they uh, just got done. Um, they got signed and went August around at the, um, you know, Atlantic Pop Festival. And okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, so you're you're saying that there was a there was a riot at the show though, or? Yeah, my mom dropped me off and and <laughs> picked me up and and it was pretty wild. They, they bashed in the. Um, I, in fact, I've heard him talk about it, and they they took poles and bashed in the windows and oh it was sold gosh. out and um it was quite quite an ordeal yeah 
Yeah, I mean, you know, when when I when I was growing up, you would hear about there'd be occasionally there'd be riots at concerts. You know, somebody would flip off Axl Rose and he'd jump into the crowd and stuff like <laughs> that. But uh, you know, yeah. the you know, and and I think that uh, again, referencing Guns N' Roses, there was a show a Metallica Guns N' Roses show where I think Guns N' Roses ended up not playing. So after Metallica, and this was up in Montreal, actually interesting. I've talked to a musician who was at that show. So apparently (laughs) musicians who go to riots, uh, all of a sudden you feel like that's what you want to do. So uh, (laughs) prior to going to this concert, had you, did you, did you have a guitar? Did you, did you sing at all? Did you have friends or was that the moment of like. After, after the fact. Um, I had got a Grand Funk uh, album, or it was an eight track, and um, it was like one of the only ones I ever had. And I got that, and uh, it just was it, it sold me. I, I didn't have a lot. My mom was murdered after right after that in uh, six uh, seventy eight, um, uh, and so I was kind of kind of uh, without any anywhere to 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 live you know i lived where we rehearsed and yeah yeah wow i uh i i can't even imagine having to uh deal with that at uh obviously at such a young age but then you start putting a band together and then i guess just you know out of necessity i guess that kind of becomes uh your family you know reading so you know you first put a band together uh i guess in the in the mid 70s and uh, Angelus was the uh, the third name uh, for the band. Uh, so talk a little bit about first starting a band and, and how you end up with the name Angelus. Well, it was English avant-garde and, or avant-garde in English and then Angelus. And that was from Angelus National Forest. Right. And that's where that came from. Right. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it's it's the it's Los Angeles without the loss. But yes, the uh, the Angeles National Forest takes up a a lot of real estate out here. And uh, yeah. yeah, And I think that uh, obviously, you know, you have uh, some success here locally. Uh, Talk about, you know, some of the places where you were playing. Uh, You know, I'll I'll rattle off uh, some of the bands that uh, you shared a bill with. But uh, when did you first start getting, you know, regular gigs here in town as opposed to, you know, just once in a while? Um, after our Sunday night at midnight and we sold it out at the Troubadour. Okay. After doing backyard parties throughout the San Fernando Valley, pretty much the same scenario is, you know, Van Halen per se. Yeah. Um, and so many other bands back in those days and, we just um, that that was it. It's just like we went from backyard parties in the San Fernando Valley to Hollywood, and it was just uh, pretty much history after that. We you know we played with Guns N' Roses and Motley Crue. And yeah, no, and I know that uh, early on you played uh, with uh, Motley Crue and uh, Quiet Riot. And uh, I think uh, what I read in the notes was that Kevin Debro from Quiet Riot came up with the na- the name for your first album, right? Uh, you know, in- inadvertently. Um, okay. We were, <laughs> you know, not only when we had, was I asked to be the guitarist after uh, Ran- uh, Kevin, I mean, um, Randy died, but right. um, we-, we were playing quite a bit with him. 
And this one particular night, and I, I, I'm standing at the entry to the troubadour, and like it was like sound check, and we were going in, and Kevin was a tall guy, and I, I mean I'm five ten, he was he was taller than me, so he had to be like six six plus. Sure. And you know he looks at me and he goes, "Oh, it's the angels." <laughs> and I looked up at him and I said, "You know, f you, we're no effing angels, you know." <laughs> and I told that story to somebody when we got back. To I was living in a recording studio at the time we were doing the album, and um, I was living there and at Harlequin in Northridge and uh, a powerhouse that became named Powerhouse. And, that's where I met uh, Dio, and he works there, and Black Sabbath, and Ingve, and a lot of people. And, um, I told it to this guy that actually invented the um, uh, breakfast for McDonald's, and that's what guy did for a living. <laughs> so, so wait, so the guy who came up with, I guess, the Egg McMuffin? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Egg Look, McMuffin somebody's got to come up with it, you know? I mean, it, yeah. before... Before that, like you used English. to have you used to have the English muffin over here, the egg over here, maybe the uh -huh. ham, you know. Yeah. And then then somebody's like, "Well, what if you take all these things and you put it right. together like a hamburger?" And you know, right. like, somebody has to come up with that idea. It's like yeah, the first person, I, you know, the the Earl of Sandwich, who came up with like, "Why don't I just pick up this meat with some bread?" Somebody's got to come up with it. So, oh yeah, exactly. And and that's what. <laughs> You know, and, and, and so he's going, I told him the story and he's going, yeah, that's what you should name your first album. And that's, that's what happened. So inadvertently it was Kevin DeBro that, that yeah. did came up with the name. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. the, uh, so the, the first album that is called uh, We're No Angels uh, yeah. was uh, tremendously successful. So talk a little bit about some of the opportunities of, uh, you know, obviously you have a successful record some of the opportunities for uh, some of the other bands that you uh, were able to play with, you know, in, in, in those days. We'll start you know, there. I mean, we were all like equal at that time. Sure. Yeah. Uh, this is getting like more into 84 uh, ish. So, mm -hmm. you know, we did open for Bon Jovi and then Striper open at Striper Angeles for Bon Jovi. And we were the first band to open for Bon Jovi on, on the West coast. Um, but our album hadn't been out yet. Um, it just got out at about a few months after that. Um, but we, we like played Motley Crue in 81 and I think Guns N' Roses was 81 ish or somewhere in there. And sure. so many bands were in that time zone. And, you know, it, it's, it was a great time. It was a lot of fun. Um, us, us and Rough Cut and Dio, um, went down and played at, at the, um, Miramar and NTC, the, Marine bases in San Diego, and that that was a lot of fun. And uh, we were we were just um, you know having a bat blast, and the girls and and everything go along with it at that time was a lot of fun. And um, then then you know with our album coming out, um, we we got it out, and we, we were gonna go on a, a tour, and we should have went on uh, we should have toured the U.S. at that time, but we didn't. And I think that was a, a downfall for us at, the, at that time. And the momentum kind of like stopped and uh, it went on to keep selling. And Doug Moody from Mystic um, sold it primarily um, 
in France, Italy, Germany, overseas. And I have a friend that has literally bought like 20 records of ours from over there. And, you know, he's paying anywhere from 60 to 100 bucks a record. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. And he just keeps buying them up, you know, as they come up for sale. But so the decision to not tour the U.S. at that time, did you? I wanted you know, to go. <laughs> was 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 the the consensus? Let's record uh, another album, or was it? No, just, it, was, it was um, okay. our singer, which um, was a big guy and strong guy, was kind of like a chicken shit, if you will. You know, okay, was kind of scared to go out there and 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 ex explore the country like something was going to bite him and. You know, everything, it wasn't like it is now. Everything was really pretty calm and peaceful and pretty nice. And I don't think it would have killed us, you know. And I, I think it was a really wrong decision to not want to leave home. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think that's uh, that, that is a, that's a tough way to, you know, it, it's a really yeah, tough yeah. business model to succeed in that way. And yeah. I mean, especially if you know, you'd be going to places where people would want to see you, or even if you went on right. a tour, you know, you mentioned, you know, if, if you were opening up for Dio, then, you know, people would have been like, oh, okay, let's get there early yeah. and see this band, you know? And uh, that's a, that is one of the most interesting things I've ever heard that uh, it was just like, yeah, we should have toured, but the singer didn't want to. So you just played around uh, LA and yeah. uh, obviously you can have some success or you didn't play in LA either. No, we did. We played okay. in L.A., but that was it. He didn't want to go yeah. elsewhere. Well, he didn't. I, want and to look, I mean, I've I've lived here twenty years now. I get it. It's a nice place, but uh, yeah, you know, I mean, you can always come back. So yeah, that's that is that's uh, I can see how it would be really tough for momentum. So obviously, you know, Angelus goes on and puts out a number of albums. But it, let's talk for a moment about going to put out a second album you know not right away it was a couple years later and you probably didn't capitalize on any momentum you had from the first album in the way so right. how difficult was that compared to putting out the first one when you know you'd gone from playing parties to playing you know with these lineups of some of the you know the great bands of the early 80s especially you know from like the sunset strip era you know it it, it, it wasn't hard it's just the, the enthusiasm, I don't believe, was was fully there sure. anymore. I, I think we're starting to leave, if you will. Um, I, I I was starting to get bored with not doing nothing. I wanted to go, and I wanted to play. And um, everybody else was out there, all of our friends, and and we were still here or there. I I, I lived in L.A. my whole life. I moved to Ohio a year ago, and okay. uh, I, I I'm in. Um, well, 60 miles uh, south of Cleveland now. And I was in, uh, in Alliance, Ohio now. And I love it. And I lived in L.A. my whole life. And I – it just wasn't the um, – it wasn't the same. It, it wasn't the uh, same at all. So we took a, a kind of a hiatus, and I went on. I got other singers and other singers, and other singers, and went through singers and singers, and finally, a few, you know, six months ago, I decided to just to start doing it myself. 
Yeah, I think uh, I, I think sometimes it's like well, you know the material, and um, yeah, I, uh, I know the band has uh, at, at, at least ten albums out, so you're familiar with all of it. It's like, well, instead of trying to help yeah. somebody learn how to sing it, why don't I do it? You know, and uh, exactly, you know, exactly. there's uh, there's plenty of bands where that makes sense. So let's uh, talk about what you're working on now, and uh, there's a video out for Band Plays On, and uh, can be found right. on the Angelus uh, YouTube channel. Uh, yeah, tell us uh, tell us about this current version of the band uh, where it makes makes life easier on you because uh, if you're the singer, then you don't have to worry about the singer no. deciding he doesn't want to tour because you're him. And, uh, you know. Uh, I don't have LSD disease, you know, and, and um, I don't have to depend on or wait for, or, um, you know, get, get on my hands and knees and beg anymore. Yeah. And we got Brian Letourneau and his, uh, on bass and his son, which is 22 on drums. And it's, it's, it's just great. And um, I, I, I got the songs. I'm, we're getting ready. Um, to, to go in and start recording the new record and um, probably in a, about three weeks, I think we start recording our first song. Um, and then we're going to be recording throughout the winter and then it'll be out around March, Marchish, that era. That's pretty much what we do is record in the winter and, and play in the summer. Oh uh, yeah, no. I mean, I think that's a that's a good way to do it because uh, you know there's a lot more places to play when the uh, the weather's warm. Even if you're playing yeah. inside, you know, people are a lot more excited to head out. Uh, so you addressed one of the questions I had from the video was it was fairly clear that uh, the the drummer the drummer was much younger. That's easy yeah. for me to say. And uh, so uh, so sorry, you said it's this it's the son of uh, the the other member Very of the band, right? Yeah, of the bass player. So that's great. Yeah, twenty-two, so, and, and our bass player is fifty-three. So, uh, so is it just the three of you? Is uh, what I, what it looked like? Yeah. So, you know what? That uh, that it's already you know the 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 less splintered it is, the easier it is to get a consensus. So, uh, the plan is to record some more songs. So, uh, band plays on. That'd be on the new album, or is this just a single? It, it'll be on the new record. Right. Yeah, yeah. it will be. Now, all the running like an outlaw, I'm probably going to put on it as well. Anything with new with me on vocals, you know, since we got to do 10 or so songs, uh, unless I, we come up, I, and I've got, I've all, I've never played covers very much at all, except for very few songs, uh, maybe a handful, maybe 10 total, maybe six or so on records, uh, you know. And I, I'm just not into that. I've always been more of the, um, uh, the cre yeah, creator. I, I, I don't, I don't uh, go much with learning other. When I sit down and play the guitar, I always have something that that yeah. comes out. And I never, my attention span never was good enough to to try and learn. You know, even though I've done it a few times, peace in my heart. Uh, you know, who didn't know how to play a whole lot of love and, and um, um, we did uh, I, No Sugar Tonight on the first record and and um, White Rabbit on another one. And sure. I mean, there's a very few songs I've learned over my time. And I, I, I don't really couldn't play you one right now. 
I, I just <laughs> never, you know, it takes thousands of hours of playing the guitar to come up with cool licks and cool things for songs. And my wife knows when I come up with something good and, and, and the last 12 years, she's got the camera and she's recording it. But I don't forget the, uh, the, the, the hook, the, the feel, the, the way it, it flows. And, you know, she records me so I can look and see what I, I did, you know, because I'm not good at, like, listening to something and learning it because that's not what I've ever done. I've always just, like, like been in the studio where I didn't have a record player, wherever I lived in a band, and just always wrote my own stuff. And I, I like it because if I want to hear something new, I, I have to write it unless I listen to the radio, which I don't really ever do, except yeah. back in the early early 80s 70s late 70s i, I don't listen well, to you. And, and a lot of times regardless of what city you live in if you do put on the radio you're going to hear a lot of songs from the early 70s and the 80s anyway, anyway. you know <laughs> yeah. it's very hard to find new music you have to really seek it out uh the yep. great thing is that you can have your youtube channel like angelus does and then you know people can know to look for you and be like oh look here's a new song but right. it's sort of getting on somebody's radar that's tougher. You know, uh, I wanted to ask about taking over as the lead singer. Did you kind of review the band's material in a different way where you're like, all right, here's two or three songs that I don't know. I don't know how the previous guy sang that one because uh, I am not singing that. Was there anything that you feel like, OK, that's 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 a bit much. Or do you feel like it's all pretty much in your range? Um. You know, I, 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 really, I just made a set list and learned it. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. Great. What songs I wanted to play, and I learned them. And the hardest thing, obviously, for most singers, and they'll tell you uh, that since I've been singing, they've all it's learning the lyrics and memorizing them. And so I spent like eight months, oh, um, you know, doing that. And that that was, um. I think the hardest task was memorizing the lyrics. Like you said, I, I knew how the songs went. I yeah. know how they're sang. I mean, that was not the issue. It was just memorizing the lyrics. Yeah. Once I got you know, that, it was history. Whenever I've gone to see a band and you see that they have like a, you know, a screen, a teleprompter with the lyrics, I'm like, I don't blame them. I don't know how they keep it in their head. Right. You know, and yeah. then, you know, a band that they're trying out a new song and then, you know, somebody on the crew comes out with like little papers that they tape down. I'm like, well, yeah, how are you going to know the new song? Uh, you know, I think that uh, just trying to keep it all straight, uh, you know, I, I uh, a bit of a, a bit of a character. Somebody I've uh, had a chance to interview uh, is uh, Chips Enough from Enough's Enough, and you know Donnie V, their singer, ha had a great voice. But at a certain point, you know, he just didn't want to be part of the band anymore. It's the same thing that you're talking about. Chip, who is the bassist for the band, just was like, "Well, I can, I know the songs. I'll sing them." And, yeah. uh, you know, and, and it's, it can be tough, you know, and I think people's expectations are like, yeah, but I want it to sound the way it does. Uh, in, in that case, you know, it, the songs all sound fine. That's great. And, uh, I think that, uh, you know, people familiar with the band, as long as it, it sounds like, it, and they know you, you know, you've been, right. uh, are you the only, are you, you're the only one that's kind of been there the whole time, right? You're, yeah, you're steering right. the ship now. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. So I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's not, it's not like, you know, you brought in a, a drummer two years ago and now they're singing, you know? So I think it's like, yeah, you're right. the guy 
So uh, have you done shows where you're the singer or is that all part of the plan going forward? Yeah, we. I'm, I'm on my like fifth show at singing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've done like five shows now. And let's talk about that first show compared to the, you know, how many, you know, whatever you hundreds, know, thousands of shows you've done before. It was that a little... little place called Sharky's in Missouri okay. in the middle of nowhere. And so that it helps. Was we kicked ass. It's on so... YouTube. It, we filmed it. There's, there's oh, nice. little snippets of each song. And so, band, band YouTube, Sharkies. Was, was it, was preparing for that show, was as soon as the lights came on, was it a little bit different because you had to sing or were you just so excited? No, that, uh, I, oh, you great. know what I did is I did have the iPad okay. and I put glasses on and then I put sunglasses, sunglasses on over those and I <laughs> tied them and I was reading the lyrics and or at least i had them there if i needed to yeah and i honestly i didn't use it that much and it was it was like more of a security blanket than a needed blanket i i didn't use it very much i i but the fact that it was there if i needed it was good yeah. but it was really a lot of fun it was just fun well, that's great. And, and uh, I'm glad that uh, people were excited. And yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, you go go to a, go to a small place in the middle of Missouri, you know, so you don't have to worry about it. If for some reason it didn't no. go the way you wanted to, you know, yeah, uh, what the hell? But, but also we live in the, the age where if it had gone badly, all of a sudden those YouTube videos would have been out there, you know, oh, everybody. Yeah. Everybody in the, the crowd holds up their phone. Well, uh, Dale, it's been great getting to chat with you. Uh, Band Plays On, I think, is a great song, and there's a video that goes with it. Oh, and, uh, we, we just found out. We, we just made it. We're, we're in the top 40. Oh, that's great. Band Plays On just entered the top 40 today. That is great news. And, uh, you know, I think – that what that's going to do is it's going to build momentum for the new album that's going to come out next year. And now, yeah. as I said earlier, now your singer's a guy who knows that you need to go on tour to promote promote the band and promote well, the I album. Mean, we're already out here. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's like I, you know, I know we can go. We're, we're, we're like we're, we're we're booking all around Ohio. We're booking in Indiana, New York, Florida, pretty much all you know the Midwest and back east and then we're going to say going back to la for for last all right well that's uh i'll i'll uh i'll have my eyes open for that i'll sure. uh, make sure that uh, jody the publicist lets me know when you guys are coming Absolutely. back jody is just a wonderful wonderful jody, jody's amazing you know she uh, she she even helps when uh, there's tech problems she's always able to offer support right. remotely and oh, uh you know, I get, I get, I get so many uh, musicians and other great guests just because, uh, just because Jody's a nice person, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I, I really appreciate it. Well, it people can be- go to angelusband.com. That's the website and they yeah. can go to your YouTube channel. Angelus and, uh, uh, Rock Band on Facebook and uh, okay. Darkstar uh, Records, uh, darkstar.com. Uh, it's distributed by Sony, but it's dark. Darkshawrecords.com to buy our last four record. And it's got our videos there and everything like that there. And um, I don't know. And there's something else. We'll, we'll see you again. What? Angela's Wikipedia. 
Yeah, um, and, and you guys are on Wikipedia. Yeah, still yeah. Got, still got the old picture there. No, he took it down. Oh, he took it down. Oh, okay, I haven't seen it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just write songs and 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 try and memorize lyrics. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and if for any reason to you know go to that Wikipedia page, there's uh you know it it, it uh, lists all the albums, so you can uh, take a look and uh, gives the band's history, so uh, yeah. you can know what you're looking for. But it's just easy easy enough. You go to angelusband.com. Anything Absolutely. comes up like the new album next year. That's where people will be able to find it. Uh, Dale, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today and uh, good luck on uh, the band plays on. And uh, I can't wait to hear the new album when it comes out sometime next year. Absolutely. Thank you for having me and, and happy holidays. And same to you and, and, you and to, and to your wife who's been very helpful throughout the Connie? course of this. Thank she, you. Mark, come over here. No. Come on. <laughs> what? That's a, yeah, there Happy she holidays. is. <laughs> Happy holidays. See, look now you've got yeah now you've got your uh, your holiday card to send out just right there. The two of you, it's perfect. There we go. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank Thanks you, so much. And uh, for our uh, audio audience, uh, give a listen right now to the band plays on, and uh, we will see you next time on the Blackcast. <laughs> to our YouTube channel, The Bladcast. You can also subscribe to the audio version wherever podcasts are found. I'm Farad Muhammad, and if you want me to voice your podcast intro, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at F-A-R-D-M-U-H-A-M-M-A-D. We will see you next time on The Bladcast.